Finally got into South Dakota here and heading straight west. Sun's at my back. Pretty lovely morning. Stopped at Ling's Cafe and got a good greasy uh, pile of hash browns. I think I've passed about 27 wall drug signs and just went through Mitchell, South Dakota. Fun fact about Mitchell, South Dakota, they got the Corn Palace. And if you don't know what that is, it's not what you think. It's, it's not really corn. It's corn cob. It's more of a corn cob palace. They got a bunch of murals and stuff made out of corn cobs and different colored Indian corn. I don't know if you can call it Indian corn anymore, but that's what we always call it growing up. Bono Rondos, Bono Rondos, here we come. Bono Rondos, Bono Rondos, here we come. Not every day you can do a podcast from a truck. Right. On your way out to go antelope hunting. Woo! We're, what are we at? 306 miles from home on I-90 heading west. Sun just came up over our backs. And we're freaking doing it, baby. Yeah. First out west hunt for myself. Seth, how many times have you been out there? This will be, I've hunted whitetails in South Dakota. This will be my second antelope hunt in Wyoming. So, and then I did a scouting trip for antelope, you know, before my last trip. So, and then I did an elk hunt in Colorado my senior year of high school. That's pretty much all my western hunting for, for big game. And... So that, that last time you, you went out, because, like, for myself, I I don't know what to expect. First time going out, like, I've been to Wyoming, um, been in, like, the actual the area that we're going, and we're going in between Buffalo and Gillette. Yep. Uh, and I just, I don't know how to even, you watch all these videos and everything's so different. So what's one thing that you got, you know, you expected and didn't happen, or what? What surprised you when you went out for the first time for your first? I would hunt? say one of the biggest thing that surprised me is sagebrush is much taller than you expect it to be, and it is way uh, more dense than you would expect it to be. You can't just cut through sagebrush like it's like a sage bush is not a bush. It's a it's a tree, so you have to walk around those things. So. That, that was one thing I didn't expect. Um, it's just a little harder to get through some of this country, even though it doesn't look intimidating because it's not like tall pines you're going to get lost in. Um, and then the other thing is if you have to track in this stuff, it is unbearable. Like blood does not show up good in dirt and uh, sage. So if we do get a hit and it's not a great hit and it runs over a knoll, we really got to take a good bead, especially because – if an antelope was to go down on this stuff and you didn't see right where it goes down and it's out in the stage, not in more of the prairie areas, then uh, that you won't be able to see it. Like, it'll be hidden behind two-foot-tall sagebrush. So, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm looking at all the people looking at us when we're driving down the highway now <laughs> and we have the mic stand set up on your cup holder so we actually have mics in front of our face to be hands-free technically and yours is like you're just literally looking forward to stay on the road because i sent a picture to scott and he's like don't get in a crash and we're like oh don't worry oh look wall drug (laughs) another wall drug sign sweet (laughs) yeah so heading through south dakota most people i think in the midwest know about wall drug just a big old drug stores cheesy souvenir shop in western south dakota 
and they've got signs all the way down I-90 coming from the east. Um, wall drug, stop here at wall drug. We've got a dinosaur. And I don't know if this is true, but I, I know I was told that they actually have a billboard because there's hundreds of them, hundreds of them on I-90 here. And I believe they have a billboard in Africa. Oh, really? Yeah, just to say that, you know, <laughs> can advertise from Africa. So, fun fact. But, but uh, so, you, you said that the sagebrush is a lot taller than you thought. Yep. And that you, it's hard to track. Yes. So, that's so. where it comes in. Like, we, when we were sighting in our guns and and there's possibility that I could get a doe tag. And you're like, well, if you can get a doe tag, you better start practicing. Right. Because I don't want to go miles and miles trying to track whatever because I... No. Didn't practice. Same thing with bow hunting. Yep. But, so, let me think here. I don't know. I, the, the other surprising thing is, I mean, we're going to, this hunting area is, is is a very large area. We are going to see everything from one-inch tall grass plains where you can see three miles each direction and you won't see a chunk of sagebrush. And then you'll see up and down steep valleys where you can have 300 feet of elevation change, like nothing. So deep gullies, you know, more of mule deer country. So we'll be we'll be in and out of both types of country throughout the day, driving and walking and spotting, stalking and all that stuff. So it, it's going to be a variety of country, and the majority of the north end of this zone is 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 pretty steep stuff up and down, and I don't anticipate seeing as much antelope there, but. It's hard to say. You just never really know until you get eyes on the country. The yep. other st- stuff to the south, I think, will be better for antelope, but uh, there might be more hunting pressure down there and stuff, too, because of that. So we're going to spend a lot of time in the car today once we get out there, just trying to, to to road hunt more so, road scout, I should say, get a feel for what land is accessible and uh, what the lay of the land looks like. And then hopefully tomorrow we're putting on a lot more boots on the ground and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, I just want to back up. So we did leave. Seth showed up at my place at, I think we ended up pulling out of my driveway at, what, 3.07 or yep. somewhere right around there. I uh, I was all ready to go. I had everything sitting in the garage, and I was <laughs> sitting by the door. And once I saw headlights, I just opened the garage door, and here we go. Big shout-out to Brother Mitch. He's letting us borrow his generator. and Thanks, Mitchie. <laughs> And and uh, what's that squatty potty? What's that thing called? Squatty potty. The the, the bathroom. Bucket. Oh, the uh, squatty potty. <laughs> the lugabaloo. Lugabaloo. So I don't have to dig a hole. Yeah. Like some kind of animal and poop in it. So yeah. So on BLM land, you're allowed to camp and stuff like that, but um, you are supposed to take out your excrement. They don't technically want you to bury it because it's not. They don't want you to. Let's just put it that way. So when possible, camping off these roadways and stuff. Uh, we'll be we'll be begging and dragging our uh, <laughs> our souvenirs to put it politely. But uh, so then uh, he picked me up. We made it down to Pipestone. We stopped at. Uh, we're gonna stop and get some gas. And all summer driving by, and there's a little cafe on the right. And I've never seen Seth so excited. He just <laughs> screams out, "Is that cafe open? Oh frick, we're going to cafe!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we stopped and we got. Like the house special, which was two eggs, hash browns, and two pieces of toast. So we give an order to this nice old lady, and she's like, "Oh, vegans, huh?" We're like, "What?" 
She's like, no meat. We're like, well, I didn't see anything. And then Seth's sitting there talking. He's like, oh, I think I'll take, uh, do you have sausage links? She's like, yeah, we have sausage links. He's like, I'll take two sausage links. I'm like, I'll take ham. She goes, well, then that's just the number three. And we're just like, oh, okay. Didn't <laughs> see that option. Yep. <laughs> but it was great cafe coffee. They gave us a to-go cup for the rest of our coffee and our cups and topped them off for us. So we're uh, about like six cups of coffee in. We're ready to go. Yep, Lang's Cafe in Pipestone, Minnesota. 1956 it started. And yeah. it survived the pandemic. So Yeah, it's it's a nice little place down there. All the farmers came in. Yeah, they they're two different groups of farmers. You can hear them over talking. Yeah, that one old timer walks in and says, "Good morning, gentlemen," or whatever yep. he said to us. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. A lot of farming community down there, so So, let's get to some facts about antelope cuz I don't really know a whole lot about them. Um, I learned a couple new things just the talk before we started doing the podcast. Um, they're not, there's nothing like them around here. Like, nothing. Like they're like the only species of whatever they are. And like, why do they call they're them? Prong- a ho- horned goat is yeah, what they are. Yeah. Why do they call them prong? Like you always hear antelope and you hear pronghorn. Sure. So what? Why well, do they call prong? I mean, their horns are prong shaped. You know, they they have a prong to it. Generally speaking, they have that fork to it. Yep. Prongs. So that's why they call them a prong horn, versus like a a buffalo just has a single horn, or a bull, or a Texas longhorn. It's a single point, right? They don't prong out. Where antelope, their horns prong. So a prong horn. And what's what's one of the things you learned about prong horn and their horns? They shed. Yeah. So they're like the only the only animal that sheds their only horned animal that, that sheds its horn. It's yeah, it's because it it's not like a a, a white tail or an elk or anything like that where it just falls off. Right, and then the, and then the next year it grows back. Now it's there. It's like a shell. Yep. So then the shell falls off and it's all hollow on the inside, almost like uh, I guess. Yeah, it's just hollow. It's like the best thing I could think of is like a, if you go to the pet store to get a bone for your dog, you can get like those and the little, marrow's all hollowed yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's just one right underneath it growing like right away. There's this little black nub. So they just always have a horn of some type. Yep. And, and it's it's basically hair is all it is. So when their horn falls off, it, it'll fall apart real quick. Oh, we're going to drive by our first police officer here. Oh, yeah. I, I don't see why we'd get pulled over, but if we do, we'll keep the mics on. <laughs> That'd be fun. We've seen probably at least 10 cops here in South Dakota. Right? Like They're all over the place. They take it serious. They do. Seth's got a speeding ticket here one time. Yep, coming back from my honeymoon. <laughs> got a speeding ticket. Oops. <sighs> what else? Um, oh, we got camp, so we're just going to tent it. Um, we got our cots, sleeping bags. We're looking at the weather forecast. We're hitting it almost, not almost exactly perfect, but as close as we can get for planning a weekend. We're going here Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're leaving Sunday, and I think Monday and Tuesday it's supposed to drop to like 30 degrees, and they're supposed to get like three to six inches of snow. Yeah, it would not have been fun if we were coming out next Monday. Yeah. It would. I mean, tenting wouldn't have been, not in this style tent. Like, we certainly would have had to. To do the whole uh, ice ice shack, the otter insulated hub otter, yeah. yeah, we definitely would have needed that. Um, the other thing is, 
Hopefully we just get it done tomorrow because <laughs> things are going to start turning on Saturday. As of right now, Saturday looks like the high is only 50 and 50% chance of rain and winds 15 to 25. So she's going to be a, a chilly night camping. The low is still only like 40 that night, but it's going to be chilly if it's blowing that hard too. So hopefully we just get it done and then, uh, you know, we can start working our way for home or something on Saturday. But whatever, man, it's all, it's all for fun. I'm. I have zero expectations. I don't know what to think of, and I don't know. I I brought my my camping gear and I brought my backpacks to help haul out an antelope. Yeah, I would say so. I would say my expectation for you is a, a tag along non hunter. Mm-hmm. Well, I, we've got a video camera. Yep. So hopefully we can try to get it on video to some extent for fun. Like it, we're not filming a TV show here, just for fun. So. Um, but the biggest thing is, like, when I'm taking shots, I need you to try to have eyes on it so that if I shoot low or shoot high, you can hopefully give me direction. Yep. Or if I do get a hit, you can help me watch where it drops and runs and all that stuff. The biggest thing with antelope is they can see, man. They've got scopes for eyeballs. So, Oh, really? Dude, it, our camo is going to help us, but not really. Like... As soon as we come up over a hill, they're going to see us. Like, mm-hmm. if we're belly crawling on an open hillside, they'll basically see you unless you are concealed completely by the sagebrush and stuff. Like, when we're peeking our heads up over, looking at antelope, and they're 200 yards away, if they're, fa- if they're, if they're paying any kind of attention, they'll see your head poke up over a ridge. So you, you don't you got to be very careful. Their, their eyes will see you before anything else happens so keep that in mind so that i didn't that's the first time so that's really good to know before we start stalking and i start spooking them but do they have as good of a nose as like a white tail do they depend on that um like what because we we washed our stuff our hunting gear and you know scent free all that but what do you do like what are we like do you have ideas are we just gonna keep spraying or, or, or like before we go out every day to spray down with the scent-free spray? or it, it, it definitely doesn't hurt to scent-free spray and try to stay clean. Like, I just brought scentless deodorant, you know, just to yeah. alleviate some of that stuff. But we'll try our best to stay uh, downwind of them. But there's only so many opportunities to stock, right? Mm-hmm. So at some point, we might just have to say, hey, the wind's not great, but let's, let's hope the thermals are keeping it up high enough for us or just hope we can get close enough quick enough because they, they got noses they'll smell you in fact our my my first trip out here for them was uh we were working up on a herd that i think there's probably about 25 of them total and they were all working their way down this hillside from private to public um, to a watering hole and the wind wasn't great but it was the only option we had to make a move at that time so we started working our way downhill and uh they winded us so the majority of them winded us because they were all down below where we couldn't see them as we walked down the hill. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they all just came running up out of there. And we were pretty well concealed. We had stopped moving and we're, we felt pretty well hidden. But they, they started to do this weird bark like alarm call. It's like our, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so weird. It sounds like a baby yelling, yeah. Like, it's, it's an odd sound. And we're like, oh, you hear them? They're like bark yelling at us. And I'm guessing that was because they winded us, or the majority of the herd winded us, because I, I, we couldn't see them at all. I don't know how they could have seen us with the, the way the knolls were laid out. And then luckily, just a couple of the uh, the does straggled behind, so we took one of them out. So yeah, they have a nose. 
I'm not as concerned as I would be with a whitetail. It all depends what kind of hunting pressure there's been. If if they've been shot at multiple times, they'll start heading heading for high you know for high water or whatever. They'll yeah. they'll get out of town based on the scent. But if not, they're kind of curious. They might be like, "Well, I smell you, but what do you look like?" You know. So they <laughs> might stick around till they see something else. They're gonna look at Seth. So I got I'm still rocking the the rut stash. And uh, Seth decided that he, he needed to do some type of facial hair because he had a nice beard going. The last time I had handlebar mustache, <laughs> you, you shot a deer out of the ground blind. Oh, yeah. So. You're doing the old Hulk Hogan right now, bald head. And <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so. um, let's see. I don't know. Other than that, we're just going to. Hit it hard. Hopefully, we can get into 200 yards. I, I'm extremely comfortable at 200 yards and closer. Uh, 300 yards. If we start talking 350 and farther, I'm starting to get a little uh, less confident, you know. And I, I just don't want to. Um, like I said, I don't want to wound an animal. Uh, we're just. I'm just shooting a 243, so it's it's plenty of caliber to get the job done. But I'd rather just make a clean kill than lose one or have to chalk my tag up to an animal that runs on the private that we can't get so well and speaking of that yesterday i had to go get a there so being hunting season also needs a, a blaze orange hat or a vest yep so i went to runnings yesterday to get a blaze orange hat and they happened to have a fresh stock of 12 whole boxes of 243 ammo yesterday so I was able to grab two more boxes, and Seth was able to get two more boxes. Actually, my wife was. I asked oh, my wife. Right. I was trying to pack. I was like, hey, you're going to town. Can you swing into running to get me 243 ammo? And one of the hottest things I ever heard was like, okay, well, I guess I can. But, like, she's like, 243, like, what grain? I was like, what? <laughs> Listen to her, little hunter. Yeah, she wanted to make sure she got the right, right weight. And I was like, well, from what I... What I know of the current scenario, there's only going to be one option. Oh, yeah. So let's buy that option. Yeah. Shout out to our wives for letting us come out here. Thank you, ladies. To uh, Wyoming to get away for four days, and then they get some peace and quiet without us <laughs> running around the houses talking about how we're going to Wyoming. Yeah, so what? What? Uh, we'll take a picture of our truck set up here, I think, and you should post that to Facebook or Instagram yeah. if you can because it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then we're hoping to do what? Daily updates, maybe? Or? Yeah, we'll do daily updates for sure. Um, I got all the gears. So we'll we'll be doing daily updates. Updates it just depends on if we'll be able to post them. If we won't be able to post them every day we're out there, then we'll we'll just put them all in one episode and yep. we'll release it on, on Tuesday. Yep. But hopefully we're able to get this one out before uh, we get bad service. I don't know what it's like in, Wy- the, in like the southern part of Wyoming or wherever we're coming up. So hopefully we can get this out for you guys on this beautiful Thursday. And uh, we're almost about halfway there already. Yeah, we're trucking along. We should get there. Uh, uh, if we don't take any more restaurant breaks, then we should get there about 2 o'clock, set up camp. And I would guess by 3 o'clock we'll be driving around looking for freaking white butts, baby. Yeah. Uh, you want to make any quick side butts on who spots the first antelope? Oh, I'll spot it. You'll spot it? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Let's make a little bet here. Uh Let's see. Let, oh, what's a good bet? Oh, I got it. Whoever spots, if let's say I spot the first antelope, you have to wash the windows the rest of the trip at every gas right. station. All right. Or vice versa. All right. Sounds okay. good. Okay. Lose it. And, and we do for people. We do. I'm playing Seth this week in fantasy football. Yes. So we did 
uh, come up with a bet. And our bet is the loser has to mow the other person's grass. <laughs> I love it. You know why I love it? Because you idiot, if you lose... When I mow in the fall, I bag it, and I got leaves oh, everywhere. Oh, you're so be you, bagging you're mine. Gonna, oh, I know. <laughs> you're going to be bagging it and dumping it into my little wheelbarrow, and oh, it's going to be awesome. And the joke's on you, because if I lose, I'm mowing your lawn and cut off Daisy Duke jean shorts, <laughs> just so your neighbors think what the hell. Do it. Do it, because I'm not mowing my grass till that day, so you're going to deal with three-foot grass like I did the other day. It'll be cutting them out. Mower will be cutting off every two seconds, and have fun. I love it. I love it. Well, shoot, we're, we're somewhere between Chamberlain and Mitchell, South Dakota, and I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, jump on and do another update later tonight, but tonight's meal is steaks and instant potatoes. So, And I did. That's one thing I forgot. I forgot my big red sack of potatoes. We forgot potatoes? But you got instant. Yeah, I got instant yeah. tonight. I, I forgot. I had red baby potatoes. They're sitting in the pantry. I forget. That's one thing. I, I knew I was forgetting something. We're only about... Five hours from home, should we flip a Yui and go grab them? No, nah, we'll get them at the next gas station when you're cleaning windows. Well, I guess if you can afford to buy extra potatoes. <laughs> I don't know. I bought you breakfast. It's getting pretty low. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, here's the intro. Welcome to Border Outdoors Podcast. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Border Outdoors podcast. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Links are provided at borderoutdoors.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks again for listening. Tell your friends, and we'll see you at the border.